0: Attention Patriots, this is the chris Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd, it's ridiculous, and sometimes it's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Welcome to our weekend edition of the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. If you're just now hearing us for the first time or you're only hearing us on the weekend edition, please know that we are doing this weekly, daily rather. And you can go to chrisannhall.com. You can go to uh, many other outlets. You can find us, the Daily Journal, on YouTube as well. So you can watch us on YouTube. Lots of people like to watch us on YouTube. And uh, get the daily current events, the stuff that the talking heads are talking about, the stuff that the news are talking about, the stuff that the politicians are talking about, but we're going to bring it to you from the real perspective of the Constitution and principles. Not the spin, not the government propaganda, not the historical revision, but real, honest-to-goodness truth. And uh, I want to mention that the uh, previous episode here on the weekend edition, I covered a really important part of a our right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures and about how a three court three judge panel federal judges have issued their opinion that guess what? A warrant is no longer necessary before a search and seizure. I, I, you're gonna I, I, I'm telling you this because this is a very, very important show I don't want you to miss. So, if you haven't heard the show previous to this one, go to chrisannahall.com, uh, go to YouTube, uh, look for the show that's previous to this about the federal judges say we don't need no stinking warrant, and get educated on this because this is huge. This is super, super, super huge. This is why we're, JC and I are constantly constantly saying please we have to get educated we cannot allow this to happen this is precisely what these judges have done have negated the entire purpose for having the bill of rights and these three panel judges two of them appointed by donald trump so you can't blame barack obama you can't blame bill clinton two of them appointed by donald trump Two out of three appointed by Donald Trump overturning, creating an arbitrary government. Saying, no, 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 you don't need no warrant, just get it later. Get it whenever you want. You know, no harm, no foul. Seriously. This is why JCR and I are always telling you as well, these federal judges are very important. It is not enough For us to to demand conservative justices. One of these federal court judges was actually uh, placed in a lower court position by George Bush. So I'm sure Donald Trump was brought these names. Donald Trump doesn't know who these people are. So don't tell me just because Donald Trump appointed or nominated them that he picked them. No, he had no idea who these people are. Somebody brought him a list of names. These are the justices. This is these are the really conservative ones. And that's that's why he nominated them because somebody told him to. But it's more important than that we must demand constitutionally sound Justices, not conservative justices, but constitutionally sound justices. Because now you got two out of three that are conservative justices that have just created a potential precedent that destroys the liberty of every American. Everyone. And it is the reason we went to war with Great Britain. It is the reason we ratified the Fourth Amendment. It is the reason why our state constitutions have these provisions in them that mirror the Fourth Amendment, the very reason to prevent this kind of behavior that these federal court judges, these conservative federal court judges said, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. They meant to do it. They just got it a little bit later. So what? No. This is the problem. So if you have not heard that show, you do not know what I'm talking about. Please, please, please go back and listen to that show because I am sure Donald Trump is going to have the opportunity to nominate more justices and someone needs to speak to him. I say this to you with all the passion and, and, and will I can muster in my, my spirit and in my heart. Someone has got to get in touch with Donald Trump and someone has got to get him real constitutional advisors. So many times he has led down the wrong, dark path because he has bad advisors. Look, I'm no fan of Barack Obama, but I believe that Barack Obama did everything that he did because it was part of his own agenda. He hated America. He wanted to destroy America. And all somebody had to do was tell him, if you do this, this will fit your agenda and he'll be good. That's why all the judges were appointed under Obama were, were who they, who were, were, who were, who, my goodness, Chrisanne, were who they were. But I, I, I don't believe that Donald Trump is naturally tyrannical and he wants to tear down America. I believe that he is a conservative New Yorker by general terms, that means he is a conservative liberal, okay? Donald Trump is not a constitutionalist cuz he doesn't he doesn't have the the knowledge to be a constitutionalist. I believe that there is a potential for Donald Trump to be a constitutionalist, but he doesn't have that knowledge and he doesn't have the right people to advise him. So unlike Barack Obama, who actually wanted to destroy the Constitution because he believed all the lies about it and hated it and hated America. I don't believe that about Donald Trump. I believe Donald Trump does the wrong things for the right reason, for for, for reasons that he feels are right because he is not properly educated, and we don't have an advisor up there that does. I I, I simply, it's just crazy. Maybe he's not talking to Matt Staver. But, you know, Matt's, I consider uh, Matt a friendly acquaintance of mine. I don't use that term friend very uh, loosely, so I would say he's a friendly acquaintance of mine. And I don't, I don't see him telling Donald Trump, you know, that these people are are okay. But maybe he is. I don't know. But he's not getting constitutional. He's not getting constitutional advisors. At best, he's giving, he's getting uh, conservative maybe even ultra conservative advisors but they're not constitutional and you and I both know there's a big difference there. So I want to talk to you today about this supreme a supreme court opinion that that didn't happen driving it back to the state court, the state supreme court and why I one of these things why I told you so this is what's going to happen. So I'm talking about the Washington state case where a christian florist refused to make flowers and to service a gay couple's wedding now this went all the way to the supreme court and the supreme court refused to hear the case they said no no we're going to send it back to the state court in light of what we said in the cake baker remember the colorado cake baker case so the supreme court says all right you guys made this decision prior to our issuing the opinion on the cake baker case so we're not going to hear this we're going to send this back to the washington supreme court washington supreme court i want you to we want you to rethink your opinion on this case in light of our opinion in the uh in in the cake baker case so uh, if you're watching me on youtube the article that's up here Uh, From Fox News says the court had previously heard the case State of Washington v. Arlene's Flowers ruling, you know, that's not my word, that's theirs, that Baronelle Stutzman and her store Arlene Flowers violated the Washington law against discrimination for refusing to make floral arrangements for a gay couple in 2013. Stutzman claimed that she was only acting in accordance with her religious beliefs. The U.S. Supreme Court asked the state high court, Washington State Supreme Court, to take another look at whether it violated her religious rights by not being neutral to her religion when making their decision. Shock, surprise, awe, the Washington Supreme Court said, guess what? We stick with our original opinion, We don't. uh, We believe that, in light of the cake baker case, we did not, now this is the key, not violate her religious rights by not being neutral to her religion when making the decision. That's what they said. And here's what what the court said directly. Quote: We now hold that the answer to the Supreme Court's question is no. The adjudicatory bodies that considered this case did not act with religious animus when they ruled that the florist and her corporation violated the Washington law against discrimination by declining to sell wedding flowers to a gay couple. That's part of the Supreme Court's opinion. They continue and say, quote, and they did not act with, uh, did not act with religious animus when they ruled that such discrimination is not privileged or excused by the United States Constitution or Washington Constitution. So remember, the Supreme Court held off on reviewing the case so that the state court could take another look in light of the 2018 SCOTUS decision in Masterpiece Cake Shop v. Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Now, when we get back from the break... Much to my displeasure, I'm going to have to tell you I told you so. Because the Supreme Court said to them, you issued your opinion before Masterpiece Cake Shop v. Colorado Civil Rights Commission. We want you to go back and look at that opinion. Our opinion on, on Masterpiece Cake Shop. And then we want you to look at the way you analyzed the case. We want you to look at the actions of the state of Washington in regard of their application to the Washington Law Against Discrimination. And we want you to tell us whether you were wrong. And they said, um, no, we're not wrong. We still believe that she had to serve this. We still believe that she should be fined, and this is why when we come back, I'll show you why. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Remember, go to chrisannhall.com. Sign up for our constitutional training, hand-to-hand self-defense, active shooter defense, handgun accuracy and precision in real life shooting training that's going to happen in Texas August 30th through September 1st, 2019. But you say, Chris Ann, we don't live in Texas. We had people come from all over the country because this is life-changing training that you cannot get anywhere else and i mean anywhere go to chrisannehall.com watch the video see how it works and and plan a family vacation this should be your family vacation we've given you plenty of time to plan for this there are are reduced rates for the hotel we've booked uh, a block of room for everybody you don't want to miss this this will change your life before we go on to this florist case i want to remind you that uh, J.C. and I have actually a speaking schedule. You can go to chrisannhall.com and click on the calendar and see where we're going to be. And on June 13th, we're going to be in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, We're going to have two separate classes. I'm going to be teaching the history of the Constitution, and J.C. is going to be teaching Righteous Resistance to Civil Authority. And then on Saturday... um, the uh, June Fifteenth will be in Auburn, Massachusetts, at the Flag Day Rally and Second Amendment event, where I'm going to be teaching there as well. Then on the seventeenth of June, I'm going to be in Rochester, New Hampshire. You can go to the calendar and get that information. And we will uh, we are so happy to be still bringing this this constitutional training all across America and remember if you can't attend one of our constitutional trainings you can always go to libertyfirstuniversity.com I'll put the little logo up here on YouTube for everybody watching on YouTube you can go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and get your training right there in your home JC and I teach classes online and you can get them right there in your home so we're talking about this florist case okay so it went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, you know what, let me t- let me ask you uh, to look at this again. Washington Supreme Court, tell us whether your opinion lines up with Masterpiece Cake Shock v. Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and let me tell you what that means. And they said, you know what, uh, we looked at it, and our opinion was still correct. The florist is in violation of Washington state law. Her religious... Uh, Arguments are of no merit. She doesn't have a religious, she doesn't have a valid religious exemption in this matter. So she has to serve gay uh, weddings uh, or be fined or shut down her business. Now at ChrisAnHall.com, I wrote an article when the Supreme Court's opinion in, in Cake, Masterpiece Cake Shop came back out. Because the headline of Masterpiece Cake Shop everywhere was this Supreme Court opinion is a victory for religious liberty and freedom of speech. And I read it. It does not. I will put a link to this article on uh, the show site So you can read this article because I I warned you this is exactly what was going to happen. This was not a, a Supreme Court opinion in favor of rights. This was quite the opposite. This was a Supreme Court opinion to teach the states and the lower courts on how to craft laws to discriminate and persecute people for their religious Liberties. The Supreme Court and en- and en- rendered its opinion on the uh, the uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop, and it was a highly anticipated. But it was not about religious. This was not a case about religious freedom. But about unjust government discrimination. So this whole play that that this cake shop case was about religious liberty on the legal level, is absolutely false. It was about, the Supreme Court answered the question, was this unjust government discrimination? Right? Jax Phillips was a practicing Christian who refused to design and create uh, baked goods based upon his religious beliefs. His store was closed on Sunday and other Christian holidays, and he refused to create or design desserts for Halloween he refused to make desserts that were for uh, cake uh, that that were uh, had alcohol in them. And when we get back, I'm gonna show you a little bit more about this. You can't learn the easy way; you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, have you seen JC's class? More than Victims, America's Hidden Black Heritage. Do you want to liberate the people in your family, in your neighborhood, your friends, your coworkers, their children? From the government driven agenda that the Constitution is an instrument of of oppression of minorities, that the Constitution made black people three fifths of a person, that people that that, that um, black people were slaves all the way up to the time of the Emancipation Proclamation and that black people made no contribution in the founding of America other than in slavery and servitude. You wanna liberate from those lies? Get JC's class, "More Than Victims: America's Hidden Black Heritage." You can get it on DVD at chrisannhall.com. Just click on the shop tab on the top banner of the website, and then go to the DVD section, and then you can get that DVD. I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely liberating. JC taught that in a in a m- mega church, and uh, the the people they they stormed the table and bought us completely out of this DVD because it is so very amazing. So let's get back to this case. What we have is the cake baker Jack Phillips, right? Refused to make a couple a cake for a same-sex couple wedding. And I remember I'm telling you this is not about religious liberty. The court did not render an opinion on the basis of religious freedom. They did not declare that private business owners are free to discriminate based upon their religious beliefs. They said the exact opposite. So I'm not quite sure how this whole cake-baking thing was a victory for religious liberty, because it wasn't. This is from the Supreme Court case. This is a Supreme Court opinion, direct quote. quote it is the general rule that religious and philosophical ob- ob- objections do not allow business owners and other actors in the economy and in society to deny protected persons equal access to goods and public services under a neutral and generally applicable uh, public accommodations law. Colorado can protect gay persons just as it can protect other classes of individuals in acquiring whatever products and services they choose on the same terms and conditions as are offered to other members of the public so the supreme court said if colorado had had a law creating a protected class of people for the homosexual community so if the homosexual community were a protected class by colorado law like race or gender then they could have fined and forced this man to either shut down his business or to make the cake, but the Supreme Court said because the act, the, the law creating a, a um, because the law cre- didn't create a protected class for gay people yet, they could not do this. They didn't have a law making re- uh, gay people as a protected class, so they could not enforce this law. They said not yet. They went out of their way to make this not about religious liberty. They made out of their way to make it not about freedom of speech. As a matter of fact, Clarence Thomas, uh, in his concurrence, we find a truly trustworthy discussion of the important element of freedom of speech. Thomas's opinion on the matter of freedom of speech is so thorough and so supported by precedent it makes you wonder why the majority court refused to give this topic its due consideration. But it didn't change the fact that the Supreme Court said it's okay to force private Christian business owners to do things contrary to their religious beliefs if there's a law that makes them so. And so in this article, which is much longer than we're going to go through today, I I. I listed the inevitable conclusion, and this is what I said. This case did not advance religious liberty. It set it backward. The Supreme Court opinion is not a victory for religious liberty and freedom of speech, but an instruction to guide all governments on how they can persecute individual private Christian business owners based upon an agenda as long as that agenda follows the proper prescript of law established by the Supreme Court. Mark my words, this will return before us, and the next time the government will be the victor, even though the circumstances will be exactly the same, other than a few words in a statute book. It will be done as the Supreme Court instructed. This Supreme Court case, the Colorado Cake Baker case, was not a victory for religious liberty, it was an instruction to the courts and the governments on how to get, how, how to push their agendas. And since I wrote that article, the Colorado Civil Rights Division did exactly what I predicted they would do. And maybe even what the Supreme Court wanted them to do. I mean, they gave them such thorough and direct instructions. They didn't stop persecuting Mr. Phillips. Instead, they took the, the, the Supreme Court's advice. They changed their methods of persecution so their actions would be viewed as legal. And I said, it'll be interesting to see where the persecuted go from here. Well, we know where they go because the Washington Supreme Court and the Washington government also learned from this cake baker case. They also learned the Supreme Washington Supreme Court in answer to the Supreme Court's question. Remember, the Supreme Court said we're not going to hear your florist case right now. We're going to send it back down to the Washington Supreme Court so that you guys can tell us, does your does your opinion match our previous opinion in the Colorado Cake Baker case? And remember, the Colorado Cake Baker base, case was an instruction by the Supreme Court on how to get away with this not a condemnation for doing it. Remember, I'm going to post my article on this that was published back then so you can see this. But the Washington Supreme Court defended its initial opinion saying that, hey, we actually fit the Supreme Court's opinion in the Cake Baker case because we actually have a public accommodation law that prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation. Remember, the Supreme Court said, if you have a law and you make it illegal, you make it illegal to discriminate, if you make a sexual orientation a protected class, then it's okay for you to dismiss religious exemptions. Unless, of course, it's a clergy, because in the Supreme Court case, it said you can't force clergy to do this. But you can force individual people. See, that is so close. I think about that as so close to a theocracy. As if clergy, in the eyes of the Bible, are a hierarchy of believers. You realize that the Bible teaches that we are all, that, that God is no respecter of persons. Persons. That we are all equal before the eyes of the Lord, and your pastor has no preferential place in God's heart, nor should he have a preferential place in the government's view. He's not more religious, he's not more convicted of his beliefs. Your pastor, he or she, is not a governmental leader. Doesn't o- shouldn't operate under a different set of laws. The First Amendment and the subsequent amendments within the state constitution that mirror the First Amendment were not written to protect clergy. They were written to protect the inherent religious liberty rights of every person. Every person in America. And the Supreme Court of Washington said, "You know what? We read your opinion, and we're right on line. Because guess what? We create Washington created a law that prohibited discrimination based on sexual orientation, and that Stutzman discriminated uh, against uh, the his name was Robert Ingersoll, discriminated against him because he was marrying a man. And since our law says that's against the law." And we did not have animus. Remember the whole animus thing. Uh, where is that? I'm gonna bring that up here again for you, really quick, so I can read it to you. We hold now the answer to the Supreme Court question is no. The adjudicor what is wrong with my head today? The adjudicatory, the adjudicatory bodies that considered this case did not act with religious animus. When they, when they ruled that the and Center Corporation violated the Washington law against discrimination. They did not act with religious animus when they ruled that such discrimination is not privileged or excused by the United States Constitution or the Washington Constitution. So look, we didn't, we didn't unequally apply this. We weren't wicked when we did this. It is not uh, unequal application of the law the way the Cake Baker case was. So guess what? We're right online. We're cool. We got a law. Check. We didn't apply it discriminate in a, in a discriminatorily, discriminatory way. Check. We didn't say evil ate hateful things against her. Check. We just said, as a matter of law, a place of business can't discriminate against gay people. Check. And there you have it. Exactly the way I said it was going to happen. These governments learned from it. These governments learned from uh, from the Supreme Court opinion. And they're justifying this. And just as I told you the Supreme... I, I don't like saying stuff like that because I'm not all like those other people. But I, I just want to impress upon you how important it is to keep up on these things. Because the media is misleading you. The politicians are misleading you. And even I believe that some people talked about this case. The original cake baker case as a victory. Not to intentionally be misleading. Because they had such a hopeful heart. And they wanted to see the victory in it. But they were so blinded by their desire to see a victory in it. That they looked over what the case was really, really doing. They missed what was really happening there. Uh, that's why we're liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. So this tribalism, it doesn't, doesn't cloud what we do. We bring these things to you from a clear, factual, constitutional, no-spin perspective. Could have been prepared for this. Could have seen it coming. welcome back to the chris ann hall shows our final segment for today i hear you out there i hear you but chris ann this is not fair they're not getting equal protection under the law they're not getting equal application under the law. This is an unequal, agenda-driven action. I totally get that. And I totally, totally agree with you. But that's precisely why we need to understand that the Cakebagger case was not a victory. Because what happened, this is what happened. They're like, oh, victory in civil rights, or victory in religious liberty, victory in free speech, and everybody went... <sighs> thank God, we made one, you know, we got, we got one up, we got one on our side, no, we didn't, we sent an instruction manual on how to discriminate, and get away with it, and if we had been so truthful about that, I mean, we were, I mean, I published it, we were, I mean, we talked about it on the show, JC and I were like, seriously, people, please, don't stop, don't sigh, don't, don't take a rest, because this isn't what you think it is, and here we are now, two cases later. At least two cases. I don't know how many more. At least two cases now. You've got the second attack on Mr. Phillips, and now you got the florist. So this is going to have to go back to the Supreme Court, which they may not even hear it now. Because the Washington uh, State Supreme Court said No. This, this, and this. We met your criteria. Checkbox one, checkbox two, checkbox three. We met all checkboxes. And now when this goes back to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will be like, hmm, look, they met checkbox one, checkbox two, checkbox three. We're not going to hear it. We're just going to decline to hear it. That's what's going to happen. Maybe then, maybe then we'll understand. I mean, this, we know it's not fair. We have grade schoolers forced to watch a teacher's transgender coming out video. Not high schoolers. That would be bad enough, but grade schoolers. Madison, Wisconsin. Frank Alice Elementary School, according to Todd Starnes and um, uh, Liberty Council's Matt Staver. A science teacher recently announced in Madison, Wisconsin at the Frank Alice Elementary School that he was in transition from male to female. And the school made every student watch a video of this teacher, Mr. Busenbark, celebrating and explaining his transgender coming out. Just listen. Celebrating and Explaining. Every student. We're talking about K-5 through 6th grade. Not just the people in his science class, but everybody, every student in the school. You And, and they didn't ask the te- the parents' permissions. The parent didn't even get a chance to opt out. So you got parents now of 5-year-olds who are having to explain to their 5-year-old what it means to be transgender and coming out. I know it's not fair, but it's not fair because we're not speaking out. And I mean that as a corporate body. The church is not standing up in opposition. The pastors are not preaching of this inequality from the pulpit. And Christians are just sitting still in the pews. The, the, the agenda-driven people, they're out there, vocal. They're controlling the schools. They're dictating the curriculum. They're dictating how this works. And the Christians are saying nothing. This is not supported by law. Come on now. you. How many schools would force their K-5 through 6 or high school students to watch a teacher's water baptism? His transformation into the body of Christ. See, this is what needs to happen in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Frank Alice Elementary School right now. Some teacher at that school, some Christian teacher, needs to get water baptized, needs to video it, and take it to the administration of the school and say, okay, you you made the students watch this transgender coming out video. Now you have to make them watch my transformation into christianity my water baptism and my declaration of conversion of faith and if they say no then that teacher needs to take this to the supreme to to the to the high court of the state i know it's not fair but it's only not fair because we're not we're not saying anything. Madison, Wisconsin people, Frank Ellis Elementary School people, you Christians need to be on the school board. You need to be changing this. And the Christian teachers in that school need to be saying something. It won't change until we make it change. God bless you guys. See you next time.